Thank you so much and welcome to Life Empowered Consulting Services Podcast number 101. We have a very special guest with us today, our very own recent graduate of Dominican High School, Zachary Cuffey. Zachary, thank you so much for joining me on today. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, looking forward to it. It's been such a pleasure. Uh, how's the summer been with to you so far? Uh, the summer's been nice. Nice, a little uneventful, but I'm working to change that. Are you working to change that? Tell me a little bit more about that. Um, just setting bigger goals for my future and using the summer to get me there. Okay, so what kind of goals? Um, first, finding where like my college stuff. Um, what I'm gonna do with that? My um, uh, attending a festival soon, so I'm working to pay that off. Getting a job. Just really setting myself up for the future in college in the next phase of my life as I move out. That is absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that, especially from a young man. Now, I do know, though, because of our personal relationship, although you say that this has been an uneventful summer, it's you've had a, quite a few major events happen, such as graduating high school, such as relocating to another state, such as preparing for college in a whole different arena. Uh, tell me this. How do you deal with change? Um, change. I feel like change is very, very subject to each person. Okay. Um, so personally, how I've dealt with change so far more change has been a problem because of my unfamiliarity with everything around me. Mm-hmm. So I believe that I've really had to become comfortable with where I'm at to be able to help with that change that I'm going through. Okay. So tell me a little bit more about that. What are you doing to become more comfortable? Um, on a small scale, I've been just looking around the streets that I live next to. I want to drive around, get, uh, get to know the area, get to know people, get to know what, it's really about over here mm-hmm. because I've always known Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Brown Deer, but I've never really known this. Mm-hmm. So it's just more about being comfortable and accepting where I'm at now mm-hmm. is my reality and not being stuck in the past. That's interesting. So you've said a couple very powerful statements, one being comfort, uh, two being stuck, um, and three, being accepting where you are right now. That almost feels like steps in and of itself to manage change. Um, tell me why. So I have so many questions running through. Here's the first question, stuck. How did you, how do you, what are you doing to keep from being stuck? And how did you know you were down that path of becoming stuck? Being stuck is actually something that I always look at throughout my life when day to day. So I'm a very big soccer player. So mm-hmm. on my cleats, I used to have, used to have written "Don't get stuck" mm-hmm. on the side of my cleats, meaning have short term memory in what you do, but recognize it and move forward in what mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Okay. So I really believe that you you can't move to the future if you're stuck in the past. There's okay. no way to progress. Okay. So I really think. Being stuck is a big problem that I personally have mm-hmm. to um, not being able to progress. So I just have to remember to not get stuck. Okay. Okay. And so do you recognize when you uh, kind of uh, fall into that path of being stuck? Can you see that right away? What does it look like for you? Not right away because it's more my emotions taking over. 
At one point, I feel like that's always like a kind of a cover between what you think's happening, what's really happening. Mm-hmm. So I don't often recognize it right away, but once I see that I've, I've just been sitting around doing nothing, wishing I was somewhere else, that's the point where I realized, oh, I've kind of gotten stuck mm-hmm. into what I used to do, and I'm not making time, making use of the time that I have now and being able to move forward in what I need to do, what I can do. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So for me, and this is really interesting because for me, um, when I found myself uh, going down the rabbit hole of getting stuck or feeling like I'm being stuck is that with the move, and I'll use that for an example, with the relocation, I was trying to make the new house like the old house, trying to make the patterns the exact same way. Um, which is actually funny that I, I even wanted to do that because even in the old house, I wanted to make changes. And so some of the changes that I wanted to make in the old house, they're now implemented already into the new house. But yet I wasn't um, thrilled about that either, even though that was the change that I said that I wanted. So I think uh, recognizing that you're falling down the rabbit hole is very important. But now tell me something else with the acceptance. What did you do? How did you get to that point to say, you know what, this is what it is. Let's move forward. Um, I really believe I kind of had a real moment with myself. Okay. Between um, trying to kind of create friends out here, I had to realize that it's not going to be those same people and that everything is not going to be the same altogether. Mm-hmm. So I had to really come to come to terms with knowing that, okay, I can't just fly back to Milwaukee and buy a house and just it's happily ever after, like nothing ever happened because that's just not the reality because I'm, I'm here. So what am I going to do about being here? What am I going to use being here? How am I going to use it to help me instead of kind of hinder me? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's how to come to terms. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then one of the, the other the word that I, that stood out to me that I heard you say is comfortable, getting comfortable. Now, definitely in um, my line of profession as a coach, one of the things that we talk about is being uncomfortable and being okay with being uncomfortable. And so when we talk about comfort, we actually say get comfortable with being uncomfortable because change is constant. And so when you use the word comfort, tell me what exactly um, do you mean? How are you defining that for you? Comfort. I feel like comfort really connects back to that familiarity that I had. So back in Milwaukee, I was comfortable with my surroundings. I was comfortable with driving an hour away because I knew where I was. I knew, I knew my surrounding area. I knew I had family. I knew, street mm-hmm. i knew i knew people mm-hmm. right and i was comfortable with where i was and comfortable with pushing the limits a little more and comfortable with with breaking boundaries because i know where i'm at and i know my uh i know my surroundings I, i'm familiar with it mm-hmm. but being out here in texas for example i've only been to the gas station once because i don't drive <laughs> Because I feel comfortable in my house, mm-hmm. but sitting in my house isn't going to get me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. but that familiarity, like I know I have the same bed I had in Milwaukee. I feel comfortable because it feels like I'm at home, but sitting in my bed all day isn't going to 
get that college essay done or that college test done or because I feel comfortable. And I feel like I like what you said when you have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable because mm-hmm. being uncomfortable is when I believe the best payouts come with being uncomfortable. Mm. If I can relate to sports. If you're uncomfortable and you're fighting through pain, mm-hmm. but you get the win, you get a desired outcome for being a little uncomfortable. Because if we're always uncomfortable, if we're always comfortable, nothing will ever change, I believe. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. So you are, but you understand your comfort, but you also recognize that it doesn't necessarily serve you is what I feel like I'm hearing you say, correct me. Yes. Okay. Being comfortable won't always help you. Yeah. 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 And, but I think that there, when you talk about the familiar, familiarity um, of home, I think that there is something to be said about having a, what I like to call a safe place. So I'm actually intrigued with your statement of pushing the boundaries in a place that you're more comfortable. Um, because I'm actually, I think I'm a little different. Whereas I tend to be more reserved in places of comfort, uh, not feeling like I have to do a little bit extra or I don't have to push the boundaries or the status quo, unless, you know, unless I want to, which, you know, if it's not broke, you don't fix it. That's kind of sometimes how I think. And so, um, um, I've, I've actually had to become more intentional with my time, with my effort, because of uh, getting comfortable, you, you know, in that safe place. And so I think um, that's just a very, very interesting, um, exp- um, very interesting perspective. But now let me ask you this. Um, you know, one of the things that we tend to ask people, adults, corporate America working, we always say, what would you tell your younger self? So let me ask you, now that we've talked about being comfortable or uncomfortable, we've talked about being familiar, we've talked about acceptance, uh, we've talked about so many things so far. Um, at this point um, in your life, what would you tell your younger self? At this point, what would I tell my younger self? I would tell my younger self that not everything is my fault. Mm. Tell me more about that. Because I know as a kid, I would really beat myself up. Mm-hmm. I would, there was always a very gray area between accountability and beating myself up and taking responsibility for what's happening mm-hmm. or putting myself down over what's happening, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. So I really believe that, and this goes back to like the whole don't get stuck thing. If something happens, I can feel bad and I can take responsibility or accountability, but I have to keep moving mm-hmm. rather than, oh, I did that. Now I'm scared to ask to do this or I'm scared to try to do this because of my previous, not faults, but my previous uh, shortcomings in that area. Mm-hmm. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. My, uh, I have to learn to take blame but move on. That's mm-hmm. why I tell myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do you feel like you've done that now? Or yeah, that- I really, yeah, sorry. Go I ahead. really think I have um, learned to really remove emotion from situations. Mm-hmm. 
like I believe for for example, let's say um I think I was I was out with some friends, right? And one of my friends, I'm not gonna name any names, but friend A <laughs> friend A was doing something he really was not supposed to be doing. Okay. Friend B was helping. Friend B was like, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, do this. So they're joining. Mm-hmm. And then friend, friend C and friend me, friend me, they were like, so no. Friend D? Yes, I'll be friend Four D. Four okay. Four of us. Like, no, you shouldn't be doing this. These people had an emotion re- emotional reaction because they believe that they need to go this way. This is what they always knew. This is what they felt like was right. This is what this is what their parents told them they need to do. This is, but in reality, of the situation, what we need to do was go, go like down path B, because mm-hmm. it was a more logical situation. It was the more, it was a more not get us in trouble situation. It was a more let's be smart about it. But because this is what they knew, mm-hmm. and they felt so, I don't know how to say this. They felt so. Like they had an attachment to yeah. this one way of doing it because that's what they've always known. Mm-hmm. And they had such an emotional reaction to it mm-hmm. that they that they ended up going down the path themselves mm-hmm. and got themselves in trouble. And they had to learn and they had to they had to experience that themselves, like reap what you reap what you sell, consequences, mm-hmm. all that type of stuff. But I really think emotion is kind of a cover up for some logic. If if that makes sense, I feel like it kind of covers what you're really logical um, thinking. Or so let me make sure I understand what you're saying. When you say emotion is kind of a cover up, what you mean is that um, if you're not careful, you'll be led by your emotion emotions and not by what you know to do intellectually, logically. Yes. That's what you're saying. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And I actually, I absolutely absolutely um agree with that um i feel like i know your parents or something it's like <laughs> connected in some sort wow. of way <laughs> but that's good i, I still I, I really agree with that and so in that situation even though you had the friends that were uh determined to go down that path um what was it that challenged you to not go down that path you know, as opposed to the bandwagon, everybody's doing it, so I'm going to do what they do, or because they're so passionate about it, it must be okay. Uh, what said to you, feel how you're going to feel, I'm not going to do that? Um, I think I've had a lot of... I, I think I've been in situations where my emotion has kind of gotten me in trouble. Mm-hmm. But I felt a way about it and I stuck to it and I know that it wasn't right, but I felt so attached to it that I feel like I've kind of learned from that experience that you really have to detach, mm-hmm. detach your thinking from your emotion. Yes, emotion can help sometimes, mm-hmm. but oftentimes it can override you and, and make you, it kind of like filters your judgment or hinders your judgment. You know, uh, one of the words that I hear used often, and I must be honest to say that I use it as well, is passion. 
um, being passionate and passion is an emotion. So how do you know when um, to leverage it and when not to? How do you know when to turn it on and off? I feel like you can never really turn off passion. Even though it's an emotion? Yes. Okay. But you can learn how to direct it in the right areas. Okay. And learn how to use it and and utilize it in the right places that'll benefit you, mm-hmm. but not let it take a hold of you in those that won't. Mm-hmm. In those mm-hmm. areas, if that makes if that's uh, making sense. Yeah. So use it to benefit you is what I hear you saying, but not control you. Yes. Okay. Okay. So tell me, and and you mentioned earlier that you play soccer. How did you develop the passion for that? Tell me about that. Actually, as a kid, I was never, well, when I very, very first started playing soccer, I wasn't in organized soccer. Mm -hmm. I was at my school during recess playing 2v everyone else with a friend Mm -hmm. and winning. Okay. And it was just like, okay. So I let my dad know. He let me kick the ball against the garage door, which is the first time and last time I ever did that. <laughs> because he loves that house. <laughs> but I think it just kind of developed over the years as you put so much time in, time in, time in, time and love and, and effort into an area. Mm-hmm. And I really just kind of develop a, an attachment to something. Mm-hmm even whether it's sports, whether it's anything you really fashion, if it's ministry, if it's schooling, if it's teaching, if it's, you really just, you put the time in, you mm-hmm. put the effort and you really be mm-hmm. gain a love and attachment for something. So, hmm. so let me ask you something. Do you think that people, um, do you think people hesitate to put time into things for the fear that they'll fall in love with it? you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, okay, so you and I, we've been talking about this puppy, right? And the work of getting a dog. And like, I won't even go to a pet store because I don't want to get attached to it. So I don't even put myself in that environment or situation, even though it's everywhere, um, it seems like but I'm trying to intentionally not put myself in those situations where I get emotionally attached or involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think that people do that, say in ministry? I love that you, you use that word, for example, say in even academics in school, like um, I don't want to put my all in because I don't want to be attached to it. I'm concerned about the impact. Um, yes and no. Okay. I would use a different word. I feel like some people don't want to put their all into something, so they're not defined by it. Mm. So that's the way that I will put it. Um, These nuggets. (laughs) Yes. I feel like, hmm, how do I word this? There's... We often, like, I feel like personally, what I've seen myself do and what I've seen other people do, Mm -hmm. they won't 
do something they love because they're scared of being defined and that's all that people know them for. Mm. Like I have a friend who who dances. He's an African American male. He he dances. He loves to dance. But kids at my school, they're like, oh look at Michael Jackson. Oh, mm. He's kind of fallen away from what he loved to do for a little while because that's how they defined him. Mm-hmm. And he was no longer like his name. He was no longer, let's call him John. Mm-hmm. Not John, but he was no longer John, but he was more the dancer now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He kind of lost his identity because of what he loved and people kind of um not not peer pressured him, but kind of set a set the identity on him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So what have you done to maintain your identity, especially, you know, in high school and now you're getting ready to go through college and mm-hmm. what have you done so far? I feel like I really tried to limit myself to limit outside, outside influences. Okay. So I know I love what I love. And I know what I like to do, and I know what I don't like to do, but that, but stuff that I also need to do. Mm-hmm. But I know that that stuff mm-hmm. isn't the reason I am who I am. Okay. So I really feel like it's a mental thing that you have to learn to mm-hmm. be able to really know who you are for yourself. Okay. Not let other people tell you who you are. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's really how I, and then find those people around you who can, who you can be yourself around. Mm-hmm. But I, I really, a lot of times I say in school, I have my friends and then I have my acquaintances. Mm-hmm. Or my friends are the people, those few people that I can be whoever I want to be around them. Like I'm me. Mm-hmm. You know, like those people who, can stay at my house and sleep sleep in my bed, people, you know, not mm-hmm. not the people that I say hi to at the locker every day. Right. No, right. so it's really, it's really who, really setting, knowing who you are and not mm-hmm. letting those outside. Mm-hmm. So now, now, and you, I'm going to take you back because I have another question. When you talk about knowing who you are, um, my experience is, is that we all, we all evolve in life. Who I was um, out of high school is not who I am now. Who I was, um, I would even say two years ago, a year ago, is not who I am today. Who I was six months ago is not who I am today. And so how do you manage being authentic to you, but also giving yourself room to grow, evolve, and mature? I think that goes back to like the first topic that we talked about is that change is constant. Mm-hmm. Now, although everything around us is constantly changing, so are we. Okay. And we have to be comfortable with that or uncomfortable with that in allowing ourselves to change and to grow and to evolve and to mature because no one's ever going to be the same person they were 10 years apart because that's just not reality. Yeah. 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 And- but and but some people fight. I I know that people fight to hold on to that, you know. Yeah. And I know um, in relationships, who who I married ten years ago isn't who I who who that person is. And so 
we've we've got a divorce and we've moved on. I know this is not kind of where you are, but just in terms of growth, not only for you as an individual, but how your circle and the people around you um, are impacted by your growth. Now they, they're, oh, you've changed. Oh, you think you're all that or, you know, whatever. Yeah. How do you, how do you, how do you make room for you? So. How do I make room for me? Yeah. Uh, I heard this analogy one time. Is that like going to what you're saying, it kind of said, let everyone else get in the boat once you're in. Because it's your boat. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Uh, if you're trying to reach a certain point, mm-hmm. and you're taking your boat to that point, you can't let everyone else in that boat before you get in the boat because you're the one directing or steering the boat, guiding the boat, directing the boat. So I really feel like, as not self-centered as it sounds, but there always has to be time for you. Mm-hmm. And then those others, how you manage that time for you is different, but you always have to make sure you're good before you can make sure someone else is good. Absolutely. You can't give someone $5 if all you have is three because right. you're not good yourself. Right. You no. Know? So I really feel like you always have to work on yourself as you work on something else. Like you have to build a hammer before you can hammer in a nail. Right. Right. So. Yeah, that's good. Unless you want to use the heel of a shoe, but even then, you got to build the shoe. Yeah, you got to make have the right shoe. Otherwise, you'll tear up the shoe. Yeah, and you still won't have your goal accomplished. Exactly. I love shoes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so now, okay, this has been phenomenal. I am so glad that we were able to sit down and have mm-hmm. this conversation. Um, as we are wrapping up. One of the things that I want to ask you, um, after the podcast is over, after we're done, and this is circulating to the world, um, what are three things that you want people to remember? Three things I want people to remember. Mm-hmm. Just generalized or about the topic? Uh, generalized and about the topic. Give me both. Um, I would say don't get stuck. Mm-hmm. I feel like that that's something that really holds strong with me. Um, don't push your feelings to the side and your emotions. Mm-hmm. Become aware of them. Be able to reference them. Be able to be able to um, adapt. Be able to how do I word this? Be able to um, use your feelings as a way to push yourself up, but don't, I'm struggling. Um, I usually say, and tell me if this is what you're trying to say. Mm -hmm. Um, I usually say, um, acknowledge your feelings. Feel what you're going to be feeling, but don't be led by them. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. So acknowledge it, but don't be consumed by it. So yeah, what's your That's good. That's good. 
Lastly, I would say it's a quote I really like. So this is what I'd say. Mm-hmm. Um, There's a quote that says, don't practice until you get it right, but practice until you can't do it wrong. And I really like that because it just talks about the perseverance and the work and the and the uh, effort that you put into something over and over again until, but not but not stopping when you get it right the first time, but continuing to work at it even after you've gotten it right and keep going and going and working for it over and over again until that thing is foolproof, kind of. That so that right is normal. That is the way. That is good. Who said that quote? Do you know? I have no idea. Yeah, but that's good. We're, we're going to make a meme out of that. We're going to put your face on it. How about that? Ooh, don't do that. <laughs> so this has been amazing. Seriously. I thank you uh, for taking time out to do this podcast with me. Um, I am looking forward to taking it and transitioning it transitioning it into um, a video and the podcast. And I think that the world will learn some valuable lessons from you, you, Mr. Zachary Coffey. So thank you again for your time. And uh, remember to continue to live life empowered. Now, everyone that's joining us, thank you so much for joining us on today. I know that you had a fabulous time with this podcast. I know this young man was, was sharing some amazing nuggets. Um, that goes to, 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 that goes to a couple of things. One thing is that, um, our, our young, our future really is now and that they do have what it takes to make this world a better place. And so I am appreciative of that. And to all of you, my friends, uh, in podcast world and social media world, please remember to live life empowered. Have an amazing day. Take care. Goodbye.